podcast show. How is everybody doing today? I am so excited. It's Monday. Wipe away the blues. We are a happy bunch over here. We have one, the only, the amazing Rachel and her amazing sales mentor. She's got a a really great uh, group, a Facebook group. The link is in the description. Uh, Before we start, we're going to do a little promo just to have an idea of what Pink Cloud 9 is all about. Mental health and addiction, recovery, interviewing, authors, bloggers, coaches, speakers, consultants. Find Pink Cloud 9 Vodcast on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Alignable, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. It's all for you. Wonderful. I'm so glad to have you here today, Rachel. You are amazing. You are a goddess in the sales force, in the sales industry. I watch you. I've been watching you grow and grow and grow. Tell us about some client attraction tips. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely over the moon to be here. Um, it wasn't long ago that we've been chatting so thank you for doing that. So when it comes to client attraction, um, the things that I want to share here with your audience are that We all need to get really comfortable with the fact that um, to make any form of sale, you know, whether you're selling a service or product, to make any form of sale, you've got to get really comfortable with sales language. And the best way that I can give people, um, you know, some advice on how to do that is to see selling as serving. So completely reframe it. If you arrive to sell, you will fail. If you arrive to serve and you have a service mindset, then enough trust can be built so that a sales relationship can form. And we know this best because we're all buyers. You know, you are, I am, we are all buyers, whether it's us replacing our mobile phone, whether we're buying a service online, it doesn't matter. We all go through the same buying habits when we buy. And that is that we consider whether it's something that's going to help us We consider whether it's going to value us in some way. And we also consider the person that we're buying from and whether or not we can trust them. So when we talk about client attraction, we have to remember those key things. Our product and service has to be portrayed as valuable, but we as sellers have to also drive our own credibility and our own authority for us to be seen as trusted and it takes anywhere between sort of seven and 20 touch points for somebody to feel super comfortable enough to part with money so the biggest tip that I can give anybody watching listening out there is don't expect that you are going to write one magical social media post or do one magical video somewhere and all of a sudden you are going to have credit card details being thrown at you in the comments because it just doesn't work like that. We have to be consistent. So that's probably my biggest tip. Absolutely. Totally. Okay. First, absolutely. It is uh, selling equals service. You said that and that makes so much sense. 
Because you're right, it is a service. And I have money mindset issues up the wazoo. Okay, my money mindset is like, it's very restricted. It's very blocked. I feel like, because I do what I do and I love doing it so much, it's like, why should I even charge people for getting up here and interviewing when other people are not charging for interviews? But then it's like I go above and beyond as a service. Yeah. So it it is valuable. I am uh, giving of my time and of service. So you're right about the 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 selling equal service. Thank you for that. That helps me tremendously. So if anybody has any questions for Rachel, be sure to post them in the comment section. You already have one. It says awesome. So they're very excited that you're here. Uh we're very excited. I'm very excited. So awesome <laughs> stuff. Thank you so much uh Facebook user. Uh you have to type in your name, but you don't have to. You can be anonymous. That's okay. Then the other thing is um, the magic of the one post, right? We all think this is the post that's going to get it all. Well, I'll be honest. I've had luck in the past. And yes, I posted a post and out of those, those maybe I've had like 100 comments. Out of those, maybe 25% have replied back and maybe 25% have purchased my services. So, yeah. It does happen sometimes, but it doesn't happen all the time. And it's, uh, so no, uh, so, but there is a technique behind uh, the strategy as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what you're here for. You're here to, you know, not here right this second, but you as a person, as a, as a, a coach, as a sales mentor, that's what you teach people. You teach us strategies, you teach us techniques, you teach us how to reframe our like mindset to uh, service versus selling, which is huge. I hadn't heard that before. So thank you so much. Any other um, tidbits or, or anything? Yeah. That- Oh, I, I could talk for days. Obviously, I won't, you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, I could talk on client attraction for days. So once you once you've seen your mindset shift from selling being you know about money and you know who's going to get the money and I, I call it bag of cash syndrome that if we go into a sales conversation thinking that the winner is the person who ends up with the money then the salesperson feels dirty as a result of that you know that I've got money therefore I've won and my client has lost because they've given up the money and actually the client hasn't lost at all they've got your service which is highly highly valuable so it's not about who ends up holding the bag of cash it's about who you know it's about win-win basically it's about you know you need my services and I need you as a client and therefore we both get to win and so that bag of cash syndrome like mentality causes people to feel sleazy spammy and not want to engage in sales conversations so of course if you don't engage in any form of sales conversation guess what you're not going to sell anything so my work is about helping people to feel really comfortable with having that sales conversation in a way that puts the client first that recognizes who the client is, what they need, why they need it, and how I can therefore tailor my service 
to give them what they need. So, you know, some of the tips I would give your audience are, you know, to make sure that in all of the content, whether it's videos, whether it's posts, whether it's, you know, your Instagram stories or YouTube video, whatever it is, make sure that you lead with love and value first. If you write like a salesperson, it will be read like a sales pitch. And you don't want that to happen. You want to be seen as somebody that's there to help, somebody that's there to support. And you want those people to engage with your content so that when they feel aligned, when they feel the trust is strong enough, that they will slide into your DMs and not the other way around. They will approach you and say, I see you've got a program coming up. I see you've got a service that I'm interested in. How do I find out more information? That that is utopia, isn't it? For most service providers, is you having the DMs arrive to you rather than you having to stalk your clients, and nobody wants to do that. Yeah, you're so right. You know, I never really thought about it that way because I just uh, I think I'm coming from a place of love and value, but I haven't actually taken the initiative to say, you know what, I'm going to go in with love and value. Versus just coming in with love and value. There's a yeah. difference. There's a difference. Yeah. There's an intention. The intention is love and value versus it just being there. You know? Yeah. It's like yeah. saying I love you or not saying I love you and thinking that the other person knows that you love them without you actually saying it when it's, you know, you know, with a family member or something. So that makes sense. Thank you so much. We have a question. Great. How do you tackle the lack of motivation you might get some days? Mm. Okay. That's a, that's a great question, and it deserves an honest answer. And the honest answer is we all get tough days. Everybody mm. has a tough day. And I think, <laughs> I don't think I know, that the online coaching industry, the online service business industry is glamorized you see people posting their statements and saying, you know, I've had a 50K month and all of that stuff that makes everybody, when they're having their tough days, feel terrible, like feel shitty. And I think it's important to recognize that everybody gets tough days, right? If you're having a tough day, embrace it. Do something that you need to do to help yourself on that day. That's the first thing. If you want my tip, my honest, you know, number one tip is to don't don't view your business on a daily basis. Don't view your success on a daily basis because that's too short term. Try and see it bigger picture. So I work with my clients on weekly goals, monthly goals, and ultimately when they're able to do that on a 12-week sprint. So in a 12-week sprint, you only have to plan four of those in a year and your year is done. And what then happens is you have your yearly goal, which cascades to your 12-week sprint, your 12-week sprint, which then cascades into your monthly, and then that cascades into your week. And so that's the sort of strategic answer. The how, how would I you know suggest that you take this and do something with it tomorrow that's going to help you? is I would, I would tell you exactly what I've got on my whiteboard, which is just over there from where I'm sat, and that is every single Sunday, sort of after late afternoon tea time, I write a list which I call my Feel Good Friday list. Feel Good Friday. 
And what that list is, it's not a long list, but it's a high level list of the things that on Friday tea time, when I close my laptop and I head out into the kitchen to pour a glass of wine with my family and head into the weekend, I want to be able to stand up up that list and tick off, yep, feel good for that, I feel good for that, I feel good for that. It's usually three to five high-level goals for the week. And so if you're having a bad day, I would take the time, but just make sure that you've planned some activities that feed into your Feel Good Friday list. And that way, you've got four other days in the week to be effective. So don't worry about that bad day. Just try and correct it the following day. So that would be my answer. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, I would also say, like, just this morning, there is this new feature on Twitter that you can do a newsletter with review. R-E-V-U-E or something. I can't remember how to spell it. I hadn't seen that, and I was like, oh, what is this? And it was like a newsletter, and I was like, what's a newsletter? And it's like a, a reminder of what you did that week or that month or that day or whatever. And so I started filling out this newsletter, and I looked at all of the interviews I had done the previous week, last week. And girl, do you know I talked about a lady about homelessness, mindful meditation, mastery, 101 things to do uh, when you uh, come out of jail, um, some other things I can't remember. Do you know that those things are really, really super important to talk about in the world today? And and I, I wouldn't have remembered that I did all of that had I not reviewed my week. So wow. I would say, Roman, review all of your all of your high points that you have accomplished just like Rachel mentioned what did you do yesterday that was awesome or what goal did you achieve that was awesome last week you know and and stick to that and keep going and don't give up and don't you know if you have a moment where you're just like really broken down i mean contact me and i'll be like your cheerleader and i'll be like just do it and let me tell you how to do it you know i mean i won't tell you how to do it but i'll give you some tips you know so absolutely and then we have another facebook user that says yes set your daily routine and stick to it do it when you don't feel like doing it okay so some people have daily routines. Some people have a hard time knowing what a daily routine looks like. And we are running out of time. So let this be the last comment that we have. And I'm sorry that we're running out of time. I would have you forever. <laughs> Bless you. So what would you say to, uh, what would a, da- uh, a, a healthy daily routine look like? Or what does it look like for you? A healthy daily routine for me is when I first come into this room where I am now, I do not sit at my desk. Because if I sit at my desk, I'm going to get sucked into my inbox or a task or some work. What I do is I sit in my comfy chair, which is just over there, and I plan my day. So I do a meditation, which is usually 10 minutes, followed by a visualization exercise, and I sit with my High Performance Planner, which is always on my desk in front of me, Brendan Bashard, High Performance Planner, and I create my top three priorities for the day. 
When I finish doing that, usually with a lovely cup of coffee, I then go and do my body pump, which for anybody that doesn't know, Les Mills body pump is like a bit of weightlifting to music. I usually have a bit of Rihanna that, you know, is pumping out, which I love. And that fires me up then for the day. And only then do I think about, right, let's get myself you know, do my hair and makeup and, you know, get myself ready and then I sit at my desk. Otherwise, it's too tempting to get sucked into tasks. And if we get sucked into tasks, we lose sight of the bigger picture of the things that really, really matter. So, yeah, I hope that answers the question for you. For sure. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? You gave us some amazing tips. Listen, meditation, visualization or visualization. I don't even know how to say it right. I don't even because I don't practice it. But I'm going to start now that you mentioned it. I have Great. to visualize. It's it's good to have a vision board. It's good to have a daily planner or a, or a monthly planner or whatever. These are amazing. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being here and for being lovely and just being you. And uh, serving with love and value. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you very much for having me. Wonderful. Well, you heard it here first. Thank you so much, Pink Cloud Nine Vodcast Family Show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, please listen again. Rewatch this. Bring out your pen and your paper. Take notes because Rachel knows what she's talking about. Okay, and please contact her. And her uh, Facebook group link is in the description. Tell us how to get a hold of you, Rachel. So, yeah, the Facebook group is where I hang out the most. It's called um, Sales Mastery and Mentorship. And you'll find me on Facebook. You'll find me on Instagram as My Sales Mentor. You'll find me on LinkedIn as Rachel Howarth. And I've also got a YouTube channel, which is under my, my name of Rachel Howarth. So, yeah, I'm all over social media. I'm sure if you want to find me, it won't be that hard. <laughs> That's what I say, too. I'm like, yeah, exactly that. Do you have a hashtag? No, I don't have a hashtag. Girl! Okay! Oh, Let's put that on the list. <laughs> All right, it's been lovely to have you. Thank you so much, and everybody enjoy. Have a fabulous day. Thanks, Catherine.